Welcome to Swamp Mysteries, the treasure of Jean Lafitte, a spooky new audio adventure story for children by author Elizabeth Singer Hunt, performed by Rachel Rosick and Jordan Paul Harrow. In the last episode, friends Charlie, Oscar, Robbie, and Jules learned that the tin box contained a long-lost treasure map belonging to the notorious pirate Jean Lafitte. Little did they know that the map was linked to an ancient legend that would put their lives in danger. I almost fainted in shock. Jean Lafitte? I said. I'd heard of Jean Lafitte. After all, one of our state parks was named after him. But I knew absolutely nothing about him. Jean Lafitte, or J.L., explained Robbie, was one of the most notorious pirates of his time. From 1805 to 1815, he and his brother, Pierre, stole from ships sailing in and out of the Gulf of Mexico. When they ran out of space to hide their treasures, they started burying it in the swamps of Louisiana. So where's the loot? asked Oscar. That's the point, said Robbie. Nobody knows. Jean and Pierre were driven out of Louisiana around 1815. In 1823, Jean Lafitte died, and his secret died with him. He never came back for it? asked Oscar. Robbie nodded. Treasure hunters have been looking for it for years. So far, it's never been found. What do you think it's worth? asked Oscar. Some say millions. Oscar's eyes opened wide, and I knew why. Oscar and his mother were in debt. Carrying cancer costs a lot of money. Selling off even a fraction of the treasure would help Oscar and his mom pay off their medical bills. Jules, however, was daydreaming about a different outcome. She moved her hand from left to right as if she was reading a newspaper headline. Plantation View kids uncover long lost treasure. Jules was always looking for a way to get famous. I say we go for it, said Robbie. Me too, said Oscar. I'm game, said Jules. I wasn't so sure. I was starting to think that finding the map could be more of a curse than a blessing. After all, Robbie said there were others looking for the treasure. What if they knew that we had the map? What would they do to get their hands on it? I mean, with a treasure worth millions of dollars, some might even kill for it. If we're going to try to find this treasure, I said, We have to keep the map a secret. Charlie's right, said Oscar. We have to make a pact. Oscar held out his right hand. I swear I won't tell anyone about the map. Robbie stuck his hand on top of Oscar's and repeated the phrase. I swear too, said Jules, putting her hand on top of her brother's. Me too, I said. That settles it, said Oscar. Oscar turned to Robbie. What do we do now? I say we go to the History Museum, said Robbie. They have a map of islands in Louisiana. Maybe we can match the shape of one of them to the island in the book. Good idea, I said. Let's get going. Robbie hugged the book tight. Then the four of us left Snowball Heaven. If you love adventure apps and puzzles, make sure to visit the App Store and download the new Secret Agent Jack Stalwart. Passport to Adventure iPad app, also by author Elizabeth Singer Hunt. In the app, you can become a secret agent and solve missions around the world. Just visit the App Store and search for Secret Agent Jack Stalwart.
Passport to Adventure. The Plantation View History Museum was full of information about the history of our area, including the animals and reptiles that called it home, like cottonmouth snakes, water moccasins, alligators, and rats called nutria. As we approached the museum, a flatbed truck with the name Cat Brothers on the side skidded into the gravel car park. The lot was shared by several shops and buildings in the town, including the museum, charity shop, and Ragin' Cajun treasures. The doors to the truck swung open, and Bobby Ray and Kenny stepped out. Robbie tried to hide the box under his shirt, but the brothers weren't as dumb as they looked. What you got there, kid? Snarled Bobby Ray. Stuffed under Bobby Ray's bottom lip was a mound of chewing tobacco. None of your business, snapped Oscar. Kenny marched up to Oscar and looked him square in the eyes. Kenny was so close that I could see leftover bits of food stuck in his beard. It's our business if that's the box from the Beauregard house. From the uncomfortable look on Oscar's face, I could tell that Kenny's breath wasn't the freshest. If something was found at my house, I interrupted, then it would be my business, wouldn't it? That depends. On what? I demanded. Kenny stepped away from Oscar and glared at me. Finders keepers! We were the first to find it. There was nothing in that box, said Oscar. Just dirt and slugs, I added. Oscar nodded towards the box in Robbie's hands. It's something for the museum. Bobby Ray narrowed his black eyes at Oscar and spit some tobacco on Oscar's shoe. Oscar looked up at Bobby Ray and balled up his fists. Veins popped out of the side of his neck. Bobby Ray stepped forward and put his chest in Oscar's face. Robbie stepped in. It's a pine snake skin in the box. Robbie knew that the pine snake was rare in these parts and a believable contribution to the museum. Robbie pushed his way past Bobby Ray and Kenny. Now, if you'll excuse us, Miss Pascal is waiting for us. Ignoring the Gatlins, the rest of us followed. I could hear Bobby Ray and Kenny grumbling behind us. Fortunately for us, another truck pulled into the lot at the same time. It was Mr. Ferry. Now, normally the Gatlin brothers don't pay attention to others unless they're getting paid or smell an opportunity to make money. In the case of Mr. Ferry, Bobby Ray and Kenny paid attention to him no matter what. He's one of the biggest guys in town and carries a shotgun with him at all times. One time, Mr. Ferry shot a squirrel between the eyes just because it looked at him funny. Even the most hardened men had grown to fear Mr. Ferry. You boys gonna open your shop or what? I need to get me some traps so I can go crabbing today. Kenny ran to the shop door. Sure thing, Mr. Ferry. I'll unlock it right away. Bobby Ray followed closely behind his brother. With the Gatlins now distracted, we were free to enter the museum. We waved a friendly hello to Ms. Pascal, who was sitting at the front desk. Just as Robbie remembered, there was a map of southern Louisiana on the wall. We walked up to it. Robbie opened Jean Lafitte's book to the page with the drawing of the island. For the next half hour, we compared the shape of the island in the book with the shape of the islands on the wall. Nothing matched. I thought for sure at least one would fit, said Robbie. Why would it, you goof? said Jules. Jean Lafitte probably drew a blob of an island because he already knew where it was. 
Maybe the key to finding the island isn't the shape of it, but what's on it? Robbie looked stunned. For someone who wasn't known for her smarts, Jules was showing that she was more than just a pretty face. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think you're right. We should be looking for markers instead. Robbie turned back again to the page of the island in the book. We looked at what was drawn around it, but it was just sharks and boats. Then we looked at the island itself. There were a couple palm trees drawn on it, but the thing that got everybody's attention was a stone arch on the right-hand side. Can I see that? said Oscar. Robbie handed him the book. Oscar flipped to the third page and read the first part of the poem out loud. Key is buried, lone and deep, near stone arch at toes of feet. Three of shovel under toes, key in box of fragrant rose. I bet this is talking about the stone arch in the drawing, said Oscar. If we can find an island with a stone arch, then we can find the treasure. Ka-ching, said Jules. We looked at the map on the wall again. Unfortunately, the map only showed shapes of islands. It didn't show any landmarks. Robbie hurried over to Ms. Pascal, who was busily organizing museum maps at her desk. How are you today, Ms. Pascal? I'm fine, Master Landry. What can I help you with? Do you know if there are any islands with stone arches on them? There are hundreds of islands in the bayous, more than we've managed to put on that map on the wall. Robbie's face dropped. I don't know enough about all the islands to help, but Ms. Dupre might be able to. She has books at the library that talk about the islands. Maybe in one of those you'll find the information you're looking for. Robbie was so excited that he gave her a huge hug. Thanks for your help. Flustered, Ms. Pascal straightened out her now wrinkled shirt. The four of us rushed past her as we left the museum. Thankfully, the Gatlins were no longer in the car park. So, we made our way across the road. Little did we know, the brothers were watching our every move from inside their pawn shop. Them kids are on something, said Bobby Ray. I don't think they was bringing the snakeskin to Miss Pascal. Plus, they're still carrying the same box they went in with. If they was dropping off a skin, wouldn't they leave the box behind too? I say we pay a visit to Miss Pascal. If they find something valuable, then we should get it back. Bobby Ray made his way outside while his brother locked the shop. The two men made their way over to the museum. As they entered, Bobby Ray spat another hunk of chew on the ground. If you've enjoyed this episode of Swamp Mysteries, The Treasure of Jean Lafitte, make sure to select subscribe. That way you'll be the first to hear what happens next.